The LA Clippers made it eight in a row with an absolute beatdown. Feels like I'm saying this every episode of another team. This time the Indiana Pacers. The D is silent for a reason. And the Clippers showed how much talent they have, why this really is a super team, as I've been saying. And James Harden and Kawhi Leonard absolutely having social media going crazy. It was an all-out clinic for the boys in red, white, and blue. Going to be talking about it all on today's Locked On Clippers. You are locked. Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir. You are locking in with the clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day, your team every day. I'm your host, Darren Viziri, born and raised in L.A. and going into, or should I say, in my 19th season as a Clipper fan. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod and subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more Clipper content where I went live on Monday night after the conclusion of both L.A. games to talk about how both teams did And in this one, going to be talking about the Clippers. Big time win over the Pacers. And of course, Locked On Clippers, free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, where I want you to let me know. God, I don't even know what I want you to let me know at this point because I'm on social media and people are going crazy right now. They're like, it's chip season. We got it. This is the best Clipper team of all time. You know what? Just comment anything, how you're feeling. Maybe you're not letting yourself get too carried away. Maybe you want to jump out the window and say, this is it. We're winning the chip this year. You're not going to get any of those bold statements from me, but I will say this. This is definitely some of the best play, uh, best play the Clippers have had in their history and is absolutely the most stacked. It's the first super team we've ever had, and you're starting to see that. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about all that, the game, and keeping perspective of it all, not getting too high, not getting too low. In this case right now, it's not getting too high because we're on a big-time high right now. But this episode is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is the best place to get great last-minute deals on tickets. All you got to do is download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. But let's talk about this one. The Clippers winning this one with another high-scoring onslaught. One thing I was big-time wrong about with this trade was that, and I I think everybody can agree with me, I didn't think the defense would come before the offense. The defense already was looking pretty good when we made that change of putting Terrence Mann in the starting lineup. But the offense took a little bit of time to come, and now it's flowing seamlessly, and it just felt like the Clippers have been getting easy shots every time down, whether they be contested shots, they're the right contested shots, or open shots, and there's been a lot of those as well. This final score was 151 to 127, the Clippers. Now, if you've been familiar with the Indiana Pacers this season, you know that they've had some outrageous, outrageous score lines throughout their season so far. No matter who they're playing, they score a lot, they concede a lot. And I just knew that that wouldn't be what gets them the win against the Clippers with the way we're playing right now. You know, everybody healthy, Paul, uh, Kawhi Leonard playing his 26th game out of 26th so far, and then Paul George, 25 out of 26. Harden Russ still haven't missed a game, and I'm still knocking. I'm still knocking. Please keep knocking on that wood. 
But what a performance by the Clips. And the first quarter, again, kind of similar to the Knicks game, the first quarter was the only one that the game was kind of back and forth, neck and neck. It was 38-37 after one in favor of the Pacers. In this game, we had no Miles Turner for the Pacers. Tyrese Halliburton was questionable, and honestly, he should have sat out. He was a non-factor, and one of those reasons for that is Clipper defense, but also he just didn't seem as aggressive. Even in the first quarter, there were times where he got to the paint and we were kind of funneling him to the paint before he could kind of get into his pick-and-roll action, but it felt like guys like Bruce Brown and Buddy Heald were taking the majority of the shots, and there were a couple times, you know, Harden and Russ got the corner turned on him in that first quarter. There was one time Terrence and Kawhi each had a blown rotation, so the defense wasn't exactly great in that first, but Kawhi Leonard offensively was great in that first. And he was 8 for 8 to start this game. 8 for 8. All of them damn near in the mid-range area. Doesn't matter who you were throwing on him. He was having such a great diversity in shots, whether it be coming off screens and popping uh, or... And I don't even mean on-ball screens. I mean him coming off an off-ball screen, catching and shooting, and then, of course, one-on-one. Even when he was catching the ball like 18 feet out, 20 feet away, he was just forcing his way into the paint, into his sweet spot. And it absolutely was bread and butter for Kawhi. So just amazing the level that he's playing at. And then you have James Harden, who was getting things going, but not as much yet in the first quarter. Paul George... You know how he is whenever he plays Indiana. And again, he was hearing the Boo Birds. He was getting right to it. Buddy Heald was guarding him to start, and he was no match for him. Obi Toppin was guarding Kawhi. Bruce Brown was guarding Harden. Halliburton on Terrence. And Isaiah Jackson, who started in place of Miles Turner, guarding Zubots. Paul George, I thought, was very aggressive to start, looking for a shot in his bag big time. Had a nice Euro step on a fast break. Then had a snatch back between the legs. Oh, man, when PG is cooking like that, it is... You know, they're, you're be, you'd be very hard-pressed to find players that have a more aesthetically pleasing game than him when he's hooping like that. And then defensively, I thought Paul was everywhere in this one. It felt like every loose ball, he was around it, whether it be an interception, a deflection, ball comes loose, who's going to get to it first? Paul George was everywhere. And in the second quarter, you started to see a little bit of James Harden masterclass. And the second and fourth quarter in this game was what James Harden took by the scruff of the neck and said, I'm about to put on a show. And he was showing just why he has the reputation that he has. And I mean, when I say that, I mean the good kind, Uh, his his resume and, and why he's the player that he is. You know, he does this. I mean, every single year, you know, the only criticism of James Harden's game besides, you know, stylistic things is, In the playoffs, and not just in the playoffs, mainly later rounds, like second round or further. Because in the first round, I can pull up series after series that James Harden's cooked. And I know that's what's going to be the big opposition from other teams when you say, hey, the Clippers are playing great ball. Maybe this is the Clippers' year. Every other fan base is going to say, playoffs. Playoffs is all that matters. And they are right about that. But James Harden, don't let this surprise you. This is what he does every year. In the regular season, this guy is just a lights-out offensive player, and what I have to give him credit for is the way he has 
especially, you know, in the it, when there was all four of the big four starting at once, it was terrible. And I think that's not just a James Harden thing. That's an everyone thing. But since we've moved Russ to the bench, it's very clear what's needed of James Harden. And he understands what's needed of him. And I think he's doing a good job of balancing pick and roll, you know, and t- doing it, ugh, pick and roll and seeing what the defense is giving him and then taking what he can get. And then also feeding our best players. And I also have to give Ty Lue a lot of credit. He's calling some great sets that are getting guys in optimal locations to score. But also a nice diversity in touches and shots for just about everyone. And James Harden deserves just as much credit, if not more, than Ty Lue for that. Because he's actually on the court. And the one thing I always knew with getting James Harden, and I think anybody could have told you this, is that Harden's going to help Zubats. Because... We are getting the best pick-and-roll player that we've had since Chris Paul. You have to go over the screen with him as opposed to Russ. And Harden is a fantastic pocket passer. And one thing, you know, the same way I gave Russ a lot of props for his passing when we first got him, saying, you know, I know how good of a passer Russ is, but seeing it on a nightly basis makes me realize just how great it is. James Harden is having that same effect where I know he's an amazing passer. I've watched every playoff game this guy's ever played. But... You see it every night. It, it really stands out. You know, his lob passes. That pass he threw before the ha- uh, second quarter ended from all the way our, our baseline, full court, right over the top. There are not many people in the league that can make that pass. So I'm just so impressed. Second quarter, James Harden had 12 points. I thought Zubats was awesome. He was blocking shots. He was finishing around the basket. He even had a post-up right-hand jump hook over Obi Toppin. And you saw a little bit of no PG or Kawhi for four minutes and two seconds to start that second quarter. And we actually went down by five, but the second Kawhi came back in the game, we restored order and never looked back. I, I, I thought it was mainly James Harden, though, not Kawhi, even though Kawhi made his first eight shots. But Zoo. Harden, Kawhi, and also Russ gave us some really good energizer minutes in the first half. I thought he was even better in the second half. But the Clippers were up 77-66 at half. Third quarter, though, we really just turned up. And the Pacers' offense went ghost. Halliburton was turning the ball over. But Terrence, man, he was doing a great job on Tyrese Halliburton in the third quarter. Locking him up, staying disciplined, not going up for fakes. And you know what Terrence does? You know, everybody's the Russ fans, because they're mad that Terrence gets more minutes than Russ, say, what does Terrence do? Does a little bit of everything, you know? Yeah, again, he went back with his three-point shot today. It wasn't good or on Monday. 0 for 3 from deep, but he was 2 for 2 from 2 for a 2 for 5 game overall. The thing about Terrence is, though, every lineup, it seems that you can put him in, he's always a positive. Four points for him in this game, two rebounds, one assist, and a block. That doesn't, by the way, it was a nice block. That doesn't sound... Great, right? But the people are telling me, I was talking to somebody on Twitter today, and they were saying, Russ, what does Terrence do better than Russ? You're not looking at things the right way. It's not about what he does better than Russ. He's worse than Russ, and that's why he's playing with these guys. You don't always need to put everybody that has all the talent together. Why Terrence is such a good fit is because he's not going to play out of his role. He's not going to come up the court and try to create for himself because that's not what he does. And we don't need anything more of that when you have James Harden, Kawhi, and Paul George. He's there because he does less, not because he does more. And you can't argue with the results right now. Terrence Mann in the starting lineup, 13-3. 13-3, eight wins in a row. This is the best basketball the Clippers have played since I've become host of Locked On Clippers. This is the best basketball the Clippers have played since 2021. Damn right. And in the fourth, by the way, third quarter, Paul George and Kawhi just kept on cooking. I mean, Kawhi hit a fallaway three in the corner. It was a Kobe Bryant-like shot. 
also posting up, double comes, he splits as if he knows that double is coming. The fundamentals, the simplicity of Kawhi's game, I mean, I just love his game. I love his game. It's my kind of game, old school, mid-range, keep it simple, not too much dribbling. It's always plays good D. It's my kind of style. I just, if you're wondering why it doesn't seem like I love, love Kawhi so much, I do like Kawhi a lot. But it's because every time I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. I finally feel like I have a Kobe Bryant kind of player on my team. Not to compare him to Bean as an all-time player, but just how great he is when he's playing. But then something bad always happens. So I'm not trying to like go down that route and get too excited. And coming up, going to be talking more about this super team. The extent of it coming up. I got to tell you a little something about eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. This week... I'm going with Brandon Pajimski. Yes, Pods. He, as we've seen in the last two games against the Clippers, his role for the Warriors is increasing by the day. I saw him play at Santa Clara last year. He is the real deal, and now everyone's starting to see it. I'm going to take all my stock with uh, uh, with Brandon Pajimski. I'm going to go with him. Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. Do you remember a time when you had to fix the car to keep it running or a cool upgrade you really wanted? With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, Clippers winning this one, 151 to 127. 151 rum? Is that what we're talking here? Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh, is that what I have to sip tonight? Pineapple juice and Malibu. <laughs> oh, my God. Right now, this feels like a super team, ladies and gentlemen. There's no arguing the semantics of what super team means and all that. We got three guys at a star level, James Harden being one of them. Let's talk about that fourth quarter. That looked like James Harden was at the Drew League. Are you kidding me? He was cooking. And by the way, I was on burst watch tonight, as I always am, and James Harden got by Buddy Heald and TJ McConnell in this game. So... Let's think, right? Let's let's compare. I said James Harden has trouble getting by good defenders. Buddy Heald is not that. TJ McConnell is a good defender, and he still blew by him. Obviously, Harden's too big for McConnell, but still, the, the whole thing is blowing by. He did. And mind you, when Harden still gets people to go the other way on his crossover, because he's got a great crossover, always has, he can get by. It's just about 
the great defenders, are they going to recover? That's the thing. But right now, James Harden, his burst looks pretty good. It looks as good as it did any point last season, I would like to say. I mean, in game one of the playoffs against Boston, he had 45 points. So it's not like we never saw that at all. It's like he's going back to Houston or something. He was doing some great things, doing a lot of great things. But this fourth quarter, man, oh, my God. Step back city on an island. They're switching everything because the Pacers went small at a lot of points in the second half, trying to switch one through five. And James, I mean, besides all the great passes he was making, entry passes, pocket passes, his bounce passes are superb. You know, definitely better than Russ in that regard, in my opinion. Sorry, Russ fans. Um, Him and Chris Paul, the two best Clippers I've seen at the bounce pass. But those threes and that celebration at the end, I was like dying laughing. He was doing snow angels on the court. I know that picture of him yelling into the camera is going to be used so much this season. But, you know, for a lot of jokes were being made about the vibes of the team, right? And how everybody, including myself, was saying the vibes were so good before the season and all that. And what I meant by that is this. I want people to understand, and I've said this so many times on Locked On Clippers, I didn't think that people were going to dislike James Harden in the locker room because you don't only Dwight Howard and Chris Paul, you kind of sense that tension with James Harden. And by the way, those two guys, it's not like their teammates have always said good things about him. They probably have more teammates that talk ish about them than Harden. But besides that Harden, it's not like the players hate him. I just thought we had such great synergy that I didn't want to make such a big change that I would have to take an adjustment period, which this did. Which this did, but my thing was that I, where I've been really wrong is that adjustment period only lasted five games. I thought we were going to persist the whole season with Russ and Harden in the starting lineup. But one thing I also underestimated is that Russ is willing to make a big sacrifice and be okay with it for his boy. And that's what it comes down to. That Westbrook and Bones Highland, who were two of the most lively guys when Harden made that fourth step back, or that fourth three, because it was four straight threes in that fourth, they were jumping up and down. You cannot emphasize enough how much it means for two guys that should be getting bigger roles in terms of how they've played. They've earned bigger roles. But right now, this is what's best for the team, and they're sucking it up and having a great attitude. That is what I underestimated more than anything. But James Harden, Kawhi, Paul George, like they're all playing well on the same night. If it's a Zubats... How well is he playing? And then Ty Lue, we're not even talking about him, which is a good thing. It just shows how well he's coaching right now because right with a super team, it's always a lose-lose for a coach. If he wins, ah, he had all the talent. He better make it work. And if they're losing, oh, he's not doing anything. He can't make it work with all this talent. He's a fraud. Ty Lue's doing his thing. And I've seen people in the comments saying that he can't coach this and that. You try to be our coach. Anyway, see, I actually coach at the youth level, at the middle school level. So even though that's not high school, I know how tough coaching is. Not to say that you have to be, a, that no coach that's coaching at any level will criticize Ty Lue's decisions. He is not above criticism. But I think there's certain people that act so easy and say, oh, he's not doing this and that. He's not calling plays. But they couldn't even draw up a set to save their lives. So the super team is looking crazy right now. Let's read some of the stat lines for the big four. Kawhi Leonard, 28 points, only two rebounds, an assist, and a steal on 66% shooting. He continues to be ridiculously efficient. 40 from three, two for two from the line, 12 for 18 from the field, two for five from three. That was 28 points in 27 minutes. You got to love that. And it looked, 
And it looked like it was going to be the Kawhi night. It was going to be Kawhi again. He would be the headliner. But it was it would be James Harden for the way he shot the three ball. And mind you, last episode I said, if we're going to have a blowout and James Harden's not shooting well, that's great because you know he's due for a good shooting game. And he was. And we had another blowout. 35 points. Three rebounds. Nine assists. One steal. One block and only one turnover. Yeah, besides those two buckets that Bruce Brown scored on him like in the first two minutes of the game. James Harden's defense was, again, really solid. Good hands, solid help, working hard when you needed to guard one-on-one, communicating. You can't ask for more than what you're getting from James Harden on the defensive end right now. There's no, there's no question about it. 35-9 and nine to go along with a steal and a block, three rebounds on only one turnover, on 12 for 16 shooting, 8 for 11 from 3, and 3 for 3 from the foul line. 12 for 16. 75% from the field for James. 8 for 11 from 3. The guy was unconscious from 3. And one of his misses was in and out, as Ralph Lawler used to say. It was a masterclass from James. There's not much you can say about it. The beard. 28 minutes of play. 35 and 9. Woof. Highest plus minus and plus 32. How about Paul George? 27. You had three guys with 27 plus. And then you had Westbrook and Norm with double figure scoring. And Zoo. I mean, does it get better offensively right now? 40 to 28 in the second, 37 to 28 in the third, 37 to 33 in the fourth. We were one quarter away from just winning every quarter and not giving a quarter again. But Paul George, how about 27 points, three rebounds, four assists, one steal, and a block for PG 13 on nine for 21 shooting, five for 11 from three. I thought it was a steady diet of off the dribble and off the catch threes. Harden's definitely making their lives easier, but. I think Westbrook also had that ability to make their lives easier. I think Harden does it in a different way, which is pick and roll, giving them open shots and pick and roll and using how he's making Zubots better because Harden's definitely helping Zubots more than Russ ever did because of the pick and roll, and that'll open it up for Kawhi Paul. Speaking of Russ, though, his performance I thought was great as well. Defense good, so active on the offensive glass, going to the basket. You even saw Harden and Russ playing with each other during that run for a bit in the in the second half. So we're starting to see a little bit more of Harden and Russ together. And it's hit or miss. It's been better lately, but I'm not fully convinced that it's something that we should have consistently on the court together. But Amir Coffee, I will say, we're starting to extend our rotation a bit. Um, with Amir Coffey getting minutes. He played 18 minutes, and he had a donut, three rebounds and two assists. But, man, he plays good defense, and I love having him out there for that purpose. And once Amir Coffey and Terrence Mann's three start falling, because I, I think they will, then watch out, because our offensive rating is going to be top five. Westbrook, 10 points, four rebounds, five assists, a steal, and a block, and only one turnover on four for six shooting. The guy was efficient yet again. And coming up, going to be talking about keeping perspective. I know it's a really high moment right now, but there's a reason we got to stay even keel. Going to be talking about that coming up. I got to tell you a little something about game time. Game time is the best place to get last minute deals on tickets. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Because Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Game Time lets you also see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. And Game Time even allows you to get tickets an hour after the game starts. 
it's the best place to find last minute seats. Just download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L O C K E D O N N B A. That's locked on NBA for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. So, Clippers winning at 151 to 127. Thought Daniel Tice came and gave the Clippers some solid minutes as well off the bench. Four points, nine rebounds. The Clippers weren't really that bothered. You know, I know the Pacers scored 127 points, but I thought that defense was solid overall, especially in that third quarter. The Pacers play a fast pace, and I think they have some pretty good spontaneous movement in their half court from their individual players. But speaking of spontaneous movement for us, Russell Westbrook, how about that give and go with Kawhi in that first half? Throw to Kawhi, he's killing, so you know he's going to get double teamed. Quick cut to the basket, layup. How about Kawhi cutting off of, I think it was Russ, for that one-handed dunk in the third quarter. It might have been James, though. I forget, but great cut by Kawhi. You don't usually see too many instinctive cuts from Kawhi Leonard like that. Big-time finish. Ivica Zubats. Oh, my God. This stat line is underrated. It's being swept under the rug because of Kawhi and Harden. 18 points, 16 rebounds, 3 assists, and 3 blocks on 0 turnovers. On 7 for 10 shooting and 4 for 5 from the line. 18 and 16 on 70% from the field and 80 from the line in 26 minutes? That's my starting center. That's my starting center. The longest tenured clipper. Ivica Zushak. He loves playing the Pacers, doesn't he? I'm loving it. But let's, okay, so now let's keep perspective, right? Final stats with the Clippers, by the way. 50, oh, Norman Powell. I shouldn't forget about him and how good he's looked lately. 19 points and three rebounds on six for 11 shooting, four for six from three, and three for three from the line. He has been awesome in his role, which is not a shock to me at all. He's great off the ball and good working quickly off the catch. And you know there's going to be a lot of scrambling defensively for other teams because of the firepower that we have. And he's going to get a chance to attack a lot of closeouts. As for the Pacers, they had nobody score over 14 points except for, I'm sorry, over 15 points except for Benedict Matherin, who had 34 points. And to be honest, I couldn't even tell. 151 to 127, the Clippers win it. We're still under 500 on the road. Five or seven, five and seven away from home, but 16-10, and 10, we're trending in the right direction, absolutely, we're the hottest team in the NBA, there's no debate there, let's talk about something, so, I was looking at my Twitter timeline after this game, and, I, and I'm happy for us, you know, everybody should be excited, everybody, I'm not the, the fun police, you know, that's the one thing I'm not, but I will say, we gotta keep perspective, if healthy, even if they do stay healthy, it's not a guaranteed championship, at least not in my eyes, it's never a guaranteed championship, especially if you're a Clipper fan, it always feels like something has to go wrong. I'm not saying it will, but I'm saying I don't want... I'm just trying to be reassure fans in ways that I don't want you to get heartbroken. Because I'm making sure I'm very even keel right now. It's game 26 in December, and I'm liking the way the Clippers are playing. But if it if something happens later down the line, whether it's underperforming in the playoffs or someone getting hurt... I don't want everybody to be, you know, just... We're going to be crushed anyways. I just want, I don't want anybody to be too crushed by getting their hopes so, so high. Because right now, we're still just 16 and 10. There's still a lot of basketball to be played. The Indiana Pacers are not a team we're going to see in the playoffs. 
And I'm not saying that to say that this win means nothing because what, what matters is the eight-game winning streak. But all I'm saying is Kawhi Leonard said it best after the game. It's a long haul. It's not about now, but you got to build those good habits now, and that's what we're doing. So all I'm saying is this. Stay even keel. Don't get too bold because it could come back to bite us. We know how Karma likes to kill the basketball guy, uh, likes, the Clipper, likes to kill the Clippers. The basketball gods like to punish us for statements like getting overconfident. But then again, if there really was karma in this world, good karma, Clippers should win the championship this year. <laughs> Clippers should, man. We always get the short end of the stick on everything, the bad luck of everything. So maybe this is the one. But I'm not going to go out and say this is the one because that's how I get heartbroken. So I'm loving the way we're playing. And I would just say this. Enjoy the uh, the highs and the lows. Even when we lose next game, let's not go too crazy. Now we see what this team is capable of. Just keep a level head and enjoy the ride. Enjoy the Clippers are winning. Enjoy that we have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George healthy. And then we have a super team for the first time in Clipper history, if you're into that. So that's all I got to say is enjoy the process. And let's worry about the big picture when that picture needs to be taken. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DimeDropperPod. Subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more. Went live after the games on Monday night to talk about them. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DimeDropperPod. Also, Locked On Clippers. Follow on Twitter at Locked On Clips and subscribe to this channel. Let's get to 5K. Let's do it. Let's do it. We want people to hear about the Clippers and how we're doing. We need, to he- we need them to hear about it. So we need to bump that subscriber count up. Let me know in the comments what you think about anything. Just let me know your feeling. The age-old proverb continues, go Clippers.